Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment, where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back once again to another episode of Inner Bloom Podcast. I am Alexa. With me is Ambrosia. Hello, all beautiful beings. <laughs> How are you today, Ambi? I'm feeling very good today. I'm feeling very light, very um, non-human. Enjoy it. Oh, great. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, well, we are very excited because we have with us a special, special guest, Equus Equus Coach, I'm sorry, Sid. (laughs) Equus Coach, Sid Kondershoff. Hi, Sid. Hi, guys. I'm so excited to be here with you guys. I feel honored. So excited to have you here. We're, yeah, we're so excited to have you. For those of you who don't know Sid, Sid is, um, she is one of the lovely ladies who was with us at the Sedona retreat in our divine leadership coaching program. And she's just a, a magical goddess sister who has so much beautiful wisdom um, and uh, about healing and growth, and we're going to dive into all that today. But yeah, we're really happy that you're here, Sid. And yes, Sam, thank you. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, well, we always love to start at the beginning with our new guests, and you know, hear more about their lives and and really w- what got what got them on the path that they're on now, which is a kind of broad question, mm-hmm. but. Uh, would love if you could share a little bit of your story with everyone. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it would take five days to like share my entire story, (laughs) but I will give a snippet. Um, So I am an Equus coach uh, currently. And what that is, is um, I get to foster a connection between the horse and animal and nature, natural world. And I sort of bridge the gap between that world and the nature within us all. Um, which, you know, sometimes we're pretty good at accessing if we're like have a meditation practice or we have sort of a stillness practice. But more and more in our society today, we're sort of operating in this like heightened stress state of doing a lot and very disconnected from the body and uh, spirituality and our intuition and our knowing. Um, mm. So we get to work with horses because they are they're, they're super sentient intuitive sensitive beings that mirror this aspect of ourselves beautifully without judgment um without assessment without uh conditions and so it gives us this playground to sort of create the relationships we really want and experience feedback of what that looks like from the horse um For myself, it has been a long journey, and it is a long journey every day (laughs) of the work. 
Um, but I've always been passionate to keep exploring and keep learning and keep uh, expanding myself. Um, I grew up in a pretty um, traumatized household where I felt really, really unsafe. Uh, and I was pretty much like a mute until I was seven. My family thought that there was something wrong with me or that I was like maybe uh, disabled in some way because I was just so overstimulated by what was happening around me and sort of the lack of truth, the lack of honesty that was apparent to me at a young age um, that it just felt like, like my whole system shut down, like it went into freeze. Um, and the only place that I felt like sanctuary and sort of, presence and truth is with animals or with nature with trees um but so I started this journey at a very young age sort of watching animals and I grew up in Bali I grew up in um Indonesia so I would um actually there they believe that dogs are sort of um a manifestation or like a reincarnation of people that have maybe done a crime or um yeah, it's kind of wild. So they treat dogs pretty poorly there. Like they will, they use them as do- as guard dogs, like the adult dogs. But the puppies, they don't spay or neuter, and the puppies would just be like thrown in the trash because they just didn't want the the responsibility. Um, so I would go around as little Sid, and I would pick up all the puppies <laughs> out of the trash yeah. down the road, and I would bring them all to like my mom's work and sort of. Um, try to find them new homes and try to find them the family and whatnot. So I, I just like was passionate about helping and healing animals to begin with. Um, and then I sort of had this aha moment um, later on in life when I got, I, this, this work, this Equus coaching work got passed along to me. And when I witnessed it, it was actually the first time that I really felt my heart and like really felt my body and that was at like age 25, you know, age 26. Yeah. And it was so emotional. It was like I just cracked. And and when they came together, when I felt the body heal into the animal world and felt the connection of it, I was like profound. And I just in that moment, I was just knew that this is why I'm here and this is what I meant to do. And um, it's really powerful work. And it's really fun also and not, not super, super serious too. So yeah, <laughs> yeah that's basically like short story of uh, the journey a little bit for me. Um, yeah. And I just, I'm excited to share more about it um, and answer questions if, if you have any. So, yeah, well, I think first of all, I just want to say, you know, this is, this is a really good time for people to be exploring all different kinds of healing modalities and things that you might not have even known were a thing. I mean, until I met you and Olivia, I didn't know this was a thing. I had no, even when, even when we would talk about it, it took me a while to be like, oh, and like really understand the magnitude of this and the power of this. And what for me, um, you know, learning about this has helped me realize is there's just so many different ways for you to connect with, like you said, your body, your heart, your being, Mm -hmm. and do the work. And and I think it's really important right now for people to kind of uh, be open and and explore all all different types of ways 
this included, like, I want to try it. I've been wanting to try it since <laughs> you guys have started talking about it. So, I mean, I think we would love to learn more about, you know, how it works and, and specifically talking about the horse as a biofeedback tool. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, well, the easiest way to sort of break it down is to sort of talk a little bit about what, what we see in a horse herd, right? Mm-hmm. And the horse herd is hardwired for connection, just like us. Um, you know, there's often, if you ever watch horses interact, there, there's never a sense of like, like you never see a horse sort of walk into a pasture with other horses and question their value and start mm-hmm. questioning like, oh, am I too fat today? Or is like my hair not right? Or what if they think this of me? Or And really what I'm talking about is sort of the brain aspect, right? It's sort of all these reasons and conditions of like why we wouldn't be valued and accepted as our whole self. Mm-hmm. Um, you never see that in a horse world, in the horse herd, ever. Um, there's often this system that's working out and in and at play all the time and everything is interconnected so typically there's a lead mare um, and that mare is responsible for keeping the herd uh, together finding food water um, you know sort of setting boundaries and moving moving other horses around or from like if they're in her way, she's often the one that's like very fierce and like very clear with what she needs and what she wants and her space. Um, and then typically there's sort of the stallion or the stud, which is like they're responsible just for procreation and for protection. Um, but there's this beautiful system where like every horse within the herd knows sort of where each horse is emotionally and what ho- each horse needs and sort of the boundaries around each other. And so there's this flow that just happens beautifully and effortlessly. And um, like, even if the lead mare is out of commission for a while, maybe giving birth or like she's sick or she's gone, the next appropriate mare or horse will just step in naturally. Like they just know the system Mm. that creates balance within the whole herd. Yeah. and we're wired this way, but unfortunately with language and as we start to, you know, grow up in our school system, um, we're getting this indirect and direct feedback all the time on like, no, that's not socially acceptable or you're not free to be a free thinker because that's not how it works in this little box around mm-hmm. this subject. Yeah. Um, you know, if you go out and you start taking your clothes off and dancing around like people are going to judge you people are going to think you're ridiculous or you're going to be extorted in some way so we sort of have this what happens eventually is we start to disassociate with ourselves and we start to create this barrier around ourselves right and we start to like really we put so much emphasis on what's happening around us in order to feel valued and feel like we belong and we are the only species on earth that question our own value. There is nothing else that does. Um, and so it's really powerful that when you go into a, a session, an equus session with me or with whoever, whatever coach you go in with, um, as you step in with that horse, you now become the herd with this horse. So that horse is reading your emotional state, 
your body language and your ener- your energetics of what's happening in your own bubble, right? As Abby would say, your bubble, your, your spiritual yeah. bubble also. Um, and the horse is going to be giving feedback. So if you're not, with the way that a horse is wired, if you're not at home in yourself and if you're not authentic, you are unsafe. Like you are going to draw mm. in a predator, right? So if you're not at home with yourself and you're trying to have an interaction, the horse is sort of like, no, thank you. Like until you really embody and know what you want, then I can have something to sort of have a dialogue with. Then I can engage. Um, So typically the way that a session works is like, I don't have a plat, like a one to five steps of how everything happens. It's more reading what's, what the feedback is from the horse and then giving insight to that client about, you know, why is it that they won't put a boundary in here when the horse is nibbling on them? Like, mm-hmm. what is the story they're telling themselves or the limiting belief that's coming up around, you know, maybe that horse won't like me if I do that, or mm-hmm. I don't want to come off too big, or I don't really know how to do that. So I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so it's this amazing, super rich experience where you get to play with how we're creating a relationship first and foremost with ourselves and then everything around us. Um, and yeah, it's just like, it's, I'll give you an example and a quick story because this will sort of like give uh, imagery to whoever's listening to sort of what a session could look like. Um, one of the first sessions that I ever witnessed when I first heard about Equus coaching, I was like, that sounds really weird. And I was a horse trainer, but I was like, that sounds like really woo woo. And like, I don't know how they're going to do that. And I, I went to the session to watch my mentor give a session to actually my mom. It was my mom and her own horse that she has a relationship with. And in that session, she sort of came in with this big like bravado and like, I'm going to show everybody like how rich our relationship is and how great we are and how much we love each other and like how connected we are. And she came in with all this projection of like how it was going to go and in, in order to be seen and celebrated by this mentor that she didn't even know. Um, so she came into this round pen, this corral like that. And, and her horse, every time she went to interact with her horse, just to like pet her horse and, and bring him in, the horse would run away, like was running away from her. Like every time she would walk across the round pen, the horse would run away to the other side. She would walk the other side. The horse would run away to the other side. <laughs> you know, it was like this cat and mouse chase game that was happening. And in that moment, my mentor just asked, like, what are you feeling right now? Like, what's coming up for you? And she sort of sat down on this, this like little block, this mounting block in the round pen. And she just started bawling, mm. sobbing. And she was just like all this stuff around abandonment and, Uh, being left and being not good enough and being not chosen and being just like it just outpoured in this session and as soon as she started owning the emotion and the feeling and embodying it her horse turned around and walked behind her and placed his head no joke over her shoulder and on her like holding her (laughs) and he's not like an affectionate horse at all but as soon as she opened the door to like her experience and was what was really underneath whatever wording she was using Mm -hmm. that horse was right there to say like, I'm here and I see you and I'm 
connecting with you. And it was so profound. I was just like, I mean, it's like magic. Yeah. And session after session, people are like, do you train the horse to do this? And I'm like, <laughs> no. <laughs> like, that's the best part. It's just who they are. It's just yeah. how they're born. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if that answers the question. That's but. a beautiful story. Thank you so much <laughs> yeah. for sharing that. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I I want it. It's amazing. Uh, Heather is actually watching right now on Facebook. She said, "Wow, horses are so therapeutic." Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I want to have it. I I I'm sad that I'm so far away from you because I genuinely want to like have a session now. I was just sitting here going, "I wonder what would come up for me," and like, yeah, <laughs> you I wonder, know, I bet a lot of fear would come up for me. I've interacted with horses a few times, and just their presence—they're so big that it's like. <gasps> It's really mm-hmm. intimidating for me. Um, so there have been a couple of times where the horse is eyeballing me and I'm like, I see you. All right. Be cool. I'll be cool. We're good. I see you. You see me. Let's just all be cool about the situation. But yeah, I've never, I've never had anything, you know, bad. But yeah, um, they're just the sheer, the sheer presence of them for me is really intimidating, which is interesting. I wonder why that is. So Mm. what is it like? Is it a fear that they could like run you over or hurt you? Yeah. It's a fear of, it's a fear of how big they are compared to how small I am. Yeah. You know, I totally get that. And I actually have ridden a horse three, three times in my life. And all three times I was terrified. It was like, Oh Lord, (laughs) I was going to egg poorly. I was going to say, I bet you and a horse is very similar to you and an electric scooter. (laughs) Probably. Yeah, it is. It was very similar. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Stay next to me. Stay next to me. But yeah, the poor horse is probably like, who the hell is this person? So maybe an aspect of like control. Because it's like, oh my gosh, this is a huge bean that like could do whatever they want. Yeah. Or an electric scooter, like I could get totally out of control on this thing. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll just have a little ride. (laughs) Yeah. But I did ride a pony and that was much more enjoyable. (laughs) They're not as big. So that was obviously case. Someone didn't know that. Okay, go ahead, Alexa. Oh, I was going to say, I was actually just thinking how um, about a year and a half ago, maybe a little longer, this girl in my building who I randomly became friends with was like, hey, I go take horseback ridings like an hour and a half away. Do you want to come with me? Like, you know, there's a Groupon. Like, I'll just, just come at the same time. She drove me up there. And I went like three times. And uh, I was thinking of like what I was dealing with when I was there. And what I was dealing with was like, having enough it kind of sounded like your mom a little bit actually like kind of feeling like I wasn't in charge like like they had so much like the horse was cool and I was not cool and like them telling me okay do this with the horse do this with the horse and I'm like I don't know if I can do this with the horse because they see I feel like they're running the show and I don't I don't know I felt uh, uncomfortable asserting myself, I would say. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that was a year and a half ago. Maybe things would be different now because I think I've grown a lot. But it is interesting to look back on that and like kind of what fear was coming up for me then. So, um, yeah. Yeah. That comes up a lot too. Like um, that comes up a lot in sessions. And I think it's also because like horses are so beautiful and 
people have such like to me they really represent like the feminine aspect yeah. like the heart space the the element of the earth yeah. and when people are around them and with them a lot of times people feel like they just don't even want to assert themselves at all and like disrupt their natural movement or their natural desire to do something um and it's fun to break through that because what you really find on the other end is like everything to a horse is play and everything to a horse is like curiosity. And they just, they really love to engage when there's someone there engaging with them. Yeah. Right. Totally. Coming back to that herd element, like they love to have that play of the dialogue. Yeah. And I feel like for humans more and more, like, I mean, we're like kind of in an epidemic of loneliness here. Where, yeah. I mean, like everything is so available to us to like get answers or have, like we have Alexa, we have Siri. I mean, not you, Alexa, but like the little bubble thing, Alexa. <laughs> yeah. She's here for everyone. We have you too. <laughs> and we have like Google and so, and like everything on the computer, like everything's so available that mm-hmm. we're not really connecting like we would in the past to each other. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's true. you know, go and talk to a stranger or, or, Explore a different cup of sugar from the neighbor. Like you just get it off, you order something off Amazon or you go to the store or yeah, you're right. Like even just like with the Alexa or just Google, like we don't even need to talk to each other or debate anything anymore because we can just settle it right there. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I've all had those moments where like, let me Google it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I've had people actually say, no, don't. I want to debate it. Like, like, you know, trying to preserve that. But yeah, loneliness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. Go well, ahead. I was just going to say, you know, and I, I would love for you too to kind of highlight um, what you mentioned earlier about like this type of therapy also uh, being healing for like ha- having relationships, you know, like the horse is you're having, you're being in a relationship with the horse and mm-hmm. how that can actually mirror being in relationship in the rest of your life. And I also know that you do work with couples as well and, you know, would love to hear more about that. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, it comes back to like how how we do one thing is how we do everything. And I really strongly believe that. So like if we're treating ourselves with sort of like Maybe we have, like, for instance, for me, I grew up extremely codependent and I still am working on my codependent tendencies where I will jump over bridges and do everything I can for another person to somehow feel like they're going to give me a sense of belonging and love, Mm -hmm. right? So I'll fall into that all the time. And, like, and we all sort of have our own thing around that where whether we're like really maybe we struggle with having boundaries with ourselves, with others. Maybe we struggle with like what other people think about us. Maybe we just struggle with survival. Like we just feel scared and we leave our body and we aren't even available to connect. So it, it, with the horses, it's mirrored very, very quickly. Like they will. I had one session and I will never forget it where I was, and we could do this exercise together, but where I was sort of doing a body compass reading for her. She was feeling like uh, really a lot of anxiety being in the round pen with a horse, very scared. And we brought her to a sensation in her stomach. And 
in that moment, the horse kind of like literally, I could feel it. She anchored it into the stomach. The horse like mirrored this sort of like, like got super tense. And like you could see the stomach kind of tense in the horse, like literally mirroring what was happening in the human. And I remember being like, like talking about the stomach with her and whatnot. And then the horse laid down, like totally dropped. And that's the most vulnerable uh, position a horse can take, right? Because for a predator, I mean, for prey animal, it's sort of like they're going into submission. Um, And in that moment, you know, it was like the whole session was guided by that horse laying down was a reflection for like, where is this person resting? Like, where is this person Mm -hmm having time for herself where's this client like actually truly giving herself the time to like disconnect from everything and just like lay and like be and just have that and like that horse guided that I was just sort of watching and reflecting and the and that person totally resonated and it was like a huge aha um but it's so it's so reflected so quickly with the horses and um, with couples, it's super, super fun because, because so much of our relationship dynamics, obviously with our intimate partnerships or family or corporate friends, um, is we're doing it with ourselves, but like we get in sort of these ruts with each other where we sort of know what the person's shadow el- like aspects are and what they really thrive in and what ours are. Like we get to sort of a place where we're like just functioning within the mm-hmm within the disconnect sometimes. Yeah. And when you come into uh, a coaching session with me and we do like, I usually do a herding exercise where you actually have to move a horse with your partner non-verbally through some obstacles, through some (laughs) obstacles. (laughs) And in that, and in, yeah, it's really, it's really interesting. (laughs) So, so you learn really quickly, like who's in charge who's taking maybe the back seat, who's maybe like completely disappearing, who's maybe getting so frustrated at the fact that their partner is like so um, big and, and just totally taking charge and leaving them in the dust that they just want to leave. Like you're, it comes up really quickly. Like what, yeah, yeah. Uh, what the dynamic is happening when you w- watch it non-verbally and you watch it energetically um, and you see it reflected in the horse, like the horse like go crazy or maybe you're working really well together and they're slowing down and they're actually in communication with this goal and actually being able to get obstacles but it's never about the obstacles ever it's always about um yeah just what's playing out in the relationship underneath the words and uh it's so fun because you have the ability to like before we even start exercise I ask each couple to, you know, ask each other what they need and ask if the other can do it. So like, what is it that you need from your partner? Is it eye contact? Is it cheering when you get an obstacle? Is it a lightness? Is it playfulness with you? And then you get to ask your partner if they can share that with you, if they can actually do that for you. Mm. So it's this beautiful ask that you get to own your need. And then it's this really fun lighthearted exercise with a whole lot of juicy content. <laughs> I love that. And all I was imagining was me and Ambie doing it together. <laughs> oh, yeah. I went through that scenario. I went through, like, me doing it with my husband, the kids being there. Like, yeah. Uh, none of them turned out well, just so you know. None of them. 
Not one of them. In every scenario, I am leaving the pen. That's what's happening in every scenario in my head. I'm like, fuck it. I'm done. I was seeing that too. I was seeing that I'm out. <laughs> I'm done. Aww. Well, that's a well, lot. We both know. Alexa both know, and I both know that our goal is to leave. That's no, 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 no. I meant I was seeing you saying that in my. Oh, shit. I knew that was what your thing was going to be. Yeah. When shit yeah. hits the fan, a boy. Amy's yeah, out. Get yeah. out. Yeah. Amy's out. I'm not your girl. I am not your girl. I can relate. I'm glad I have that same one. Oh, like, that's so. Um, yeah. So I guess. My my question with that that's so interesting gosh I want to do that with like everybody I know anyway <laughs> but with that like do you go in beforehand knowing like you have to get over the like do okay I have so many questions do you go in yeah. you have to go over the obstacles and you can't speak to each other do you know like where to stand on the horse or do you just let them figure everything out on their own yeah no I mean there are if someone came to me that had a lot of background with horses and knew horses really well, I would maybe like go like just put them into that situation, especially yeah. if they're coming with like maybe a lot of ego around how much they know. Yeah. Then I would maybe just put them in. But typically, no, I, I, uh, I'm nice and I give them a demonstration and I tell them it's never about the obstacle because people get so attached to the obstacles. Mm-hmm. And they completely lose touch of their body and their grounding and their presence and their connection with their partner or their kids or the their work partners. Do you um, think that's re- such um, a metaphor for life? Of like the goals that people set. Yes. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. And I do. I have exercises for different things. Like I have a leadership exercise too, and then, um, but that one specifically, yeah, it's completely related to the goal and like being so attached to the end product and losing track of the journey. And you guys have helped me so much with that in the coaching program. I mean, I feel like I've really been able to expand through your guys' guidance around that because I was definitely one that would be like the first time I did that exercise with the horse, I was furious because I didn't get every single obstacle. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I couldn't celebrate that I got two because I wanted all seven. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, Sid is a very, just I want to give it like a little context. Sid is like a very, I feel like people would be surprised to know. Sid is a BMX rider. She's oh, yeah. like, uh, she's a badass. She's a badass. She's like a competitive <laughs> badass in the best way. And, um, and she, there's this video of her riding a horse. <laughs> Into her wedding, bareback, like like freaking, like badass. it's yeah. it's awesome. It's so cool. She's she's so so cool. And um, I wanna I wanna do thank you Equus yeah. coaching. At I do too. The next retreat, I really do. I, oh my gosh, yes, <laughs> that would be amazing. Or yeah, maybe we can have um. Maybe maybe we can have a retreat. We'll have a retreat nearby, but you and I could just do it. It'll be fine. Yeah. (laughs) Or maybe we could have a retreat out there, like near you. That would be awesome. I would love that. I would love that. It would be so cool, too, with, like, the leadership aspect and doing a leadership uh, exercise with the horse, which is, like, on the ground on a halter and a lead rope. Uh, It would be so cool to see what comes up for, for people obviously that you guys are guiding into their leadership and into their purpose. Yeah. 
Um, I would. I, that, I can keep fun. seeing myself hiding behind Alexa. Does that make sense? <laughs> like, ah, get her, don't get me, shit. Alexa, you do it. <laughs> Go, you lead the horse. This means we need. We really need <laughs> oh, this coaching. <laughs> And oh, this it's but, so fun though. Like, look at how fun it is to talk about, right? There's yeah, so much joy in it. It's not like it's not a serious, like, yeah, it's just so cool. Which I think it's, yeah, it, it seems like a really beautiful way to like work because a lot of people, I think, when you imagine, like, okay, I'm sitting in like therapy or coaching, right. it's just like all, uh, all eyes on you, like. It's your time, mm-hmm. basically, and it sounds like having the horse there is really gives you something else to focus on, and oh. um, like you said, brings more like magic and lightness and play, and it's an animal, and animals always like bring amazing vibes, and um, so it sounds great. Um, you want <laughs> to do it? To try too, like you get to try, like say you do something, it doesn't work, mm-hmm. then you get to sort of go on the journey of like, what else could you try, mm-hmm. and then see how that works. Yeah. So there's like this explorative aspect where you're like, whoa, actually, I felt more connection when I came in stronger with my boundary. Yeah. And I thought I would, that horse would leave me yeah. and that horse would abandon me. Right. And that speaks metaphorically perfectly into like a human relationship where, man, if I come in like really, really strong, that person might leave, might not have that person anymore. Yeah. So, ah. Uh. So good. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. Sid, um, how can people work with you? I, I know obviously like with the horse, they, they have to be near you, right? But um, mm-hmm. yeah, are there other ways to work with you or, or yeah, how can people work with you? Yeah. Um, well, if you're ever in Northern California, you can totally hit me up uh, at com and reach out and come, yeah, play and explore with me. Uh, if you're not in Northern California, I also do <laughs> phone coaching over Zoom. Um, and we work on very similar to the horse, other than we use the body more as the horse than the horse actually physically being there. So it's a lot of like somatic based life coaching where we're using the body, um, doing work around limiting beliefs, using metaphors as tools into guiding us into our intuition a little more. Um, so, yeah. Either one of those is great. <laughs> awesome. And if and what's the website again? Or like how can they reach out to you again? Yeah, it's you can uh www.honorequine.com or honorequine.com. Yeah. H O N O R E Q U I N E dot com. We'll put that yeah. in the show notes. Perfect. And you can uh, I'm on Instagram and Facebook also at Honor Equine. And yeah. Or you can email me at Sid at honorequine.com. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Well, everybody, yeah, definitely if you're feeling – ooh, hold on a second. I, we have I questions saw, from I, the audience? It's not a question, but it's a story from someone. Oh, Laura Parsons said, I went to a Christian summer camp for two weeks when I was around 11. I was starting my journey of questioning my indoctrination and I participated in the horsemanship program while there and I gained so much confidence and trust in my intuition with the horse I worked with and felt closer to spirit than any human connection in the camp almost 30 Mm. years later and I still greatly value that experience. Thank you so much, Laura, for sharing that. Super powerful. Amazing. Such a goosebumps. Yeah. (laughs) 
I'm like, yeah, that's yep. awesome. I love that. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, even for me, like I know every single accomplishment that like or anything I've accomplished with the horse is like purely my intuition that's supported by them, them just reflecting and showing me. Like people that are like, I don't even, this horse is unrideable. How did you even ride it? It's like really just reading the invitation from them. It's not mm. about something I could read in a book or anything. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's really powerful. That's so cool to hear that story. I can relate in that. I feel like horses just have that like magical teacher energy. You know, they're yeah, just yeah. so strong and wise and um, magical. And um, so it's so beautiful what you're doing, Sid. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing and Thank sharing you. your light. So beautiful to see you as always. And uh, um, Inner Bloom, we, I, I, Ambi, I feel like we have to, well, either whether it's a retreat or like me and you go there and we do a session and we like record it for oh people. Oh my gosh, that would be awesome. <laughs> I think we should definitely do something like that. It would yes. be amazing. Um, so stay tuned. And I def- will try not to leave, okay? okay. I'll do my very, very best because <laughs> I understand we're both the same size. Okay. So <laughs> thank you. Well, I'm gonna block the gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sid, Sid <laughs> knows now your your eggs are out. So um, awesome, everybody. Well, thank you so much. Reach out to Sid if you feel called. She's so amazing. And uh, yeah, we love you all so much. And until next time, keep on blooming, everybody. Bye. Bye thank you. Bye. Thanks, Sid. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambie, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within. 